happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we share on the topic of developing spiritual habits that lead to a deeper relationship with Christ. Today, we talk about prayer and how we can develop a consistent prayer life. Well, thank you all so much for joining us in our podcast today. This is Erica Close, and I am here with... Kim Miller, and we are so glad that you have decided to spend the next few moments with us talking about prayer and your prayer life. I think that is something that so many people neglect, and it is a vital part of a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. I mean, prayer is the way that we talk to Jesus. It's the way that we listen to Jesus. So it's the way that we really get to know Jesus. And developing a consistent prayer life sets us up to have more of Jesus in our life and to know him better and to have the wisdom and the answers for the things that come up in our lives. Amen. So when we're talking about developing a consistent prayer life, there are so many scriptures that we could talk about. And last week on the podcast, we talked about a whole bunch of scripture about why it's important that we pray. But as we're focusing today on developing that consistent prayer life, we've got a lot of verses that come out of Matthew chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 6. So Kim, would you start us off in Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6? Absolutely. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 6. That thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth thee in secret shall reward thee openly. I love those verses. I love those verses because they, they let us know that prayer isn't a spectacle. It isn't something that is for other people. It isn't something to be demonstrated or to be showy about. Prayer is talking to Jesus. It's it's a very personal thing. And one of the things about prayer that's so important is that we have a place, and I would argue a time, that we go and we pray each and every day. You know, when you're talking about that, it's because prayer isn't about anything but Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we pray to be seen, or pray and say fancy words so people think we're eloquently speaking to the Lord— One, we're probably not authentically, genuinely speaking to him. We're probably rehearsing a speech, which we'll see in verse 7 is not the way it rolls. And also, when we do that, it brings all of the attention to us 
and none of the attention to him. And when we pray, we are speaking to Jesus. We are having a conversation, a relationship with him. And this consistent place that you're talking about and consistent time, if you want to see how that works, take a look at Daniel chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Three times. A day. And he did it even under duress, even when he knew it was going to cost him. And so we, as Christians, need to understand that Daniel was delivered and rescued because he had a consistent continual, strong prayer life with Jesus. I think, um, you know, we often, you know, use the phrase a prayer closet, but I think, and that would be great. I mean, if any of us have a prayer room or a prayer closet that we can dedicate to prayer, that would be wonderful. But even if we don't, I think it's important that we have a place that we go every day, every morning to pray. And maybe that's a chair. Maybe that's your dining room table. Maybe it's a corner, you know, of your living room where you where you kneel. Maybe you have a family altar in your home where you go and you pray. But I think it's incredibly important that there's a place. But you know, this doesn't negate the fact that you can pray anytime, of anywhere, in any place. But these are purposeful, dedicated, scheduled appointments with the Lord. And the Bible explains that to us pretty thoroughly, that we need to have those moments that are absolutely, you know, concrete, that this is when we pray. And it's, it's an appointment with the Lord, and he meets us there. I mean, you know that that has been a practice of my life for many, many years, and it, it has never failed me. And this consistent place and consistent time and having a special place also is when you sit in that place and it's dedicated to that, it reminds you, of all God is. And it is a holy, sanctified place. You know, I strongly encourage you, it's not the seat in front of the TV where the waves of whatever is coming off those crazy commercials are, are also is what's filling the space. But let it be a place that is dedicated to being filled with the glory of God, with the goodness of God. You know, make sure that you are and I know you're going to talk about this in a minute, but that you are, you are tracking the requests so you can track the answers. And I, yeah, so I think that, you know, when we talk about that place, part of what's so important is that with a special place, you know, a consistent place and a consistent time, developing that everyday habit, that spiritual habit of prayer becomes more important. We're trying to set ourselves up for having this amazing prayer life with Jesus, having a place, having a time, and then tracking prayer requests, like having a place where you can have notes, right, of who you are praying for, so that you are consistently taking the, the t- things and the issues and the people that are so important to you to the Lord. You know, I have this thing in my house where the hallway is just such a special place to me. And I get that I go through that hallway for a lot of things. But when it's prayer time, I am walking the hallway. And I think it was you got me this beautiful plaque that says, you know, until he opens the door, pray in the hallway. Yes. And, you know, me and the Lord have the most precious time in the hallway. And even if it's not prayer time and I'm struggling, 
when I go through the hallway, there is something that happens. I want to be in the hallway because the echoes of his voice, the pleas and the cries of my heart are attached all over those walls. They are in that place. And that's where my prayer board is. I was just going to say, and what else is in the hallway? My, you know, that's where I have the prayer request because as I walk back and forth of my hallway, my friends, there is something about that presence in that place because that's when I spend any significant time in the hallway, I'm praying. And when I walk by the hallway to get to my bedroom or to the bathroom or to my office, that prayer board's right there, and I do the drive-by prayer. Something will kind of jump out in my eyes, and I pray. Friends, prayer is the most powerful force on earth. And we live so far below our privileges. And my friend, I, I think there is a vast power outage in the Christian kingdom today. And it's because of our choices. We don't choose to dedicate a prayer time. It never ceases to amaze me, the number of parents who do not have a designated prayer time for their children. I guarantee you that most of them has a designated time where they sit down with their children to do their homework. And I tell you, I believe in homework. I believe in making good grades in school. But that will fail you. But having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ will never fail you, and it will not fail your child And it is the firmest foundation on which they can live. And it is your responsibility for the children in your life to have a dedicated time when they know you're going to pray with them. And I also believe you should study with them. But today's prayer. Today we're talking about prayer. So Kim talked about the hallways. So there's a giant whiteboard there that has the names, right? Just a giant list of names of people that need prayer and it's a whiteboard so as some prayer as prayers are answered some people people's names or or issues or situations are removed from the board but the lord always provides more people i've always been a big notebook person so i have lists you know in my in my notebook and sometimes i sometimes i sit down and i write out prayers or as i'm praying i'm writing out phrases because that's just something that works for me when I am sitting and praying. But having, you know, a prayer board, having that list of people that you know the Lord has placed on your heart for you to consistently lift up to him, that's incredibly powerful. Sometimes my prayer lists are on, I have a post-it note for every person and they're, you know, stuck on the wall where I am praying. But whatever it is, I believe it's important that we have a place where as we write those down, we're committing To pray for those people. Because when people ask you to pray for them, I urge you to be honest. If you're not going to do it, just say no. And you might do that once, (laughs) but I highly doubt you'll do it twice because the response you get is not going to be one that you're going to like. And as children of God, he says, pray one for another. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We must pray for our friends and family. And people ask us all the time to pray for them. And I have a tremendous memory, but I would not be able to remember all those people. And so I do write them on the whiteboard. And I do as remove them from the whiteboard as they get answered, but I track them in a prayer journal so that I can go back and look if I'm struggling and I'm having what I feel like is a, an answered prayer drought. 
And I'm like, well, I know he's did it for, done it before. He's got a reason. There's a reason why this isn't being answered. And I've got to stay diligent and I've got to stay fervent and I've got to earnestly pray. And when I, I'm able to see that and I'm able to see the hand of God and the trends of the hands of God by just tracking what he's done in my prayer life. And I also want to caution them, Erica, prayer time is not just a laundry list. You need to worship him. And you need to acknowledge who he is and acknowledge who you are before him and lay these people at his feet for him to take care of and these requests for him to mitigate and to supply your every need. You're not talking to him like he's the puppeteer and you're a puppet. he's a puppet on your string and you're the puppeteer. You're talking to him because he is the vast resource for everything that you need. And you are handing these issues, these people, these circumstances to him in full faith believing that he is not only capable, but he will take care of you. That's faith in action. Absolutely. We've, we've been talking about some very practical things related to prayer. And I have one more sort of practical thing that I want to talk about. And then I think we need to talk about all the things that sort of happen in prayer. But like Kim said, when somebody asks you to pray, you need to make sure that you set yourself up to do that. And if you're not someone with the most amazing memory, and that is, that is me, you know, go ahead and write it down in your, you know, I'll say put it in your phone. I can't tell you how many times I have a conversation with someone where I am saying, you know, well, somebody asks for prayer, and generally we stop and we pray right there. But when I know that I want to pray for them again, I literally step away from them and usually get a little bit away from them before I very awkwardly, I feel so weird, but I'm saying into my watch, hey, Siri, set a reminder for 5 a.m. tomorrow to pray for so-and-so, because that way I know that message will pop up and I'll make sure that person is on, you know, the list of things that I'm praying for. And if it's an event, I'll set a reminder like that or I'll put it in my calendar. I, that's a great way to use the phone. There are so many things that we don't want to use the phone for. But for prayer, that's fantastic. I know that if you and I are praying about something together, like it's something that's on the both our, we often schedule a time to pray. And mm -hmm. so that gets on the calendar. Um, which is an extraordinarily helpful thing because we also send a reminder that Ding's, you know, half an hour praying with Erica about. It may go off a couple times during the day because we're praying about different other things. And I bring that up because you need an accountability buddy. And we talk about that a lot at Women at the Well Ministries because in each other, we certainly have strong accountability buddies. We have others in our lives that keep us accountable, but you need somebody who's invested in your walk with Jesus, somebody who wants you to be the best that you can be and to achieve the fullness of God's favor and the fullness of God's purpose in your life, who's watching you and keeping you accountable on your prayer life, on your actions, on where your heart is, on how you're living don't underestimate that person, and I encourage you to pray for the person who is your accountability buddy because they carry a big burden, their burden for your soul and your life as well as their own. And if you have somebody like I have who's in the ministry with me and 
you know, if you're in the ministry, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's a target on, target on your back as big as all outdoors. That's a big thing to pray for them. But accountability, keeping you um, honest in your prayers and keeping you doing it consistently is one of the greatest blessings that anybody can do for you. And I strongly encourage you to have someone who's invested in your walk with Christ. So Enough to tell you when you are walking out of line. So we've talked about some really practical things about having a consistent time and a, and a place that you dedicate about having a prayer board, a prayer wall, you know, a notebook, um, you know, keeping notes, things like that that are just very concrete things that um, can really set us up for a consistent prayer life. But I think we need to get back to what you started talking about uh, earlier about the things that are in prayer. What happens when we pray? And let's go ahead and start in Matthew 6, 7. Do you want to read that one for us? But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And then I want to add, I know a lot of people do, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the soul my the Lord, something, the Lord, the Lord my soul, my soul to Obviously, I, we didn't do that growing up, but... And, you know, there's things pay, people pray at, at meals. And I, I'm not saying that these are wrong. It's just they can start to lead you in a way that is. Because you're just saying words. They're just something you have memorized. You're not even thinking about it. You're thinking about the food that you're getting ready to eat or whatever it is that you're doing, getting ready to go to sleep. Whatever you're praying needs to come from your heart. And it's just a conversation like you would have with your friends or your family member or your boss. Or You're just having a conversation. And if you're trying to say big words and pray long, like, oh, you know, that guy prays three minutes. I know this time I can pray four. <laughs> you know, maybe you didn't go to that church, but I grew up in a church a little like that. And so that's not what God is asking. You know, what God is asking you to do is to pray from your heart and to not worry when you pray, like we're told in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, but to, to give our request to the Lord and that peace that he has, which passes all under. You can have peace in the storm, and that doesn't make sense to the world because you know Jesus Christ has you. And in Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee. That's a promise. Call, and I will answer and then you know what he does? He says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. If you've got a question, he is the answer and he will give it to you if you ask. Amen. I love that. Right before we go, I do want to mention one of my favorite verses about prayer. And that's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Because you got to the, passeth, the peace that passeth all understanding. But Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I love that verse for so many reasons. But it reminds us that prayer, as you said earlier, isn't just a laundry list. But it's thanksgiving. It's worship. It's adoring God for who he is. We didn't even talk about the Lord's Prayer, which is also in Matthew chapter 6. You know, we know that that 
model prayer starts out with the Lord's name being hallowed. That's worship, right? Mm-hmm. There, all of these things go into prayer. Prayer is time with Jesus. And recognizing who he is and who we are in relation to him. Mm-hmm. We are unworthy to stand in his presence, but because we are his children, we have the rights. And when he sees us, he sees the blood of his son. And we come to him in full confidence that not only does he hear us, he loves us. Amen. Any answers? I think, I think we've covered it for today. Well, we thank you for listening, and we do encourage you, if you have any questions or comments or uh, anything in which we could be of assistance to you, please contact us at watwm.org. And remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Be good.